Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I'm your host, Rachel Autry, and I am so excited to bring you this episode with my friend, Danielle Chipolich. She is a mama and a wife and a makeup artist. Hello. She and her husband, AJ, have a story that meets everyone where they are. In the midst of their struggle with sin, God showed up and rocked their world. Danielle shares a story of reconciliation, forgiveness, consequences, followed through with goodness and blessing because we serve a God who's a gracious God. If you're walking through complacency and sin, you've convinced yourself that your sin is just not that bad, you have habits to break, unhealthy routines that grip you, and shame that consumes you, then friend, this episode will speak to you. We let go of perfectionism, we put up the banner of victory over us, and we share some really neat moments in today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Danielle. Hey, how's it going? Good. I am so excited to have you on the show for a lot of different reasons. One, my favorite people to have on the show are friends that I know in real life Yeah. because I know your story well and I know everything that you have to share with other people is going to be remarkable. So I'm just excited to jump right in. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we tell them the microphone story? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. I brought two broken microphones. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, Lord, this is supposed to be a thing. I'm going to need these microphones to work. And here we are recording. Yes, it after works. several minutes Thank of you, struggle. Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay, so if you had to give a SparkNotes version of who you are and what you've got going on in life, like as a mom and a wife, mm-hmm. what would you say? Um, who is Danielle? Who is Danielle? I am a stay-at-home mom, and I also do hair and makeup for weddings, Um but my main priority is just being a mom and a wife. Um, I'm 23, so I'm pretty young to be a mom and a wife. And people think that's crazy, but um, we just kind of believe that's what the Lord had for us. You're a dog mama. I'm a dog mama. I have a wild two-year-old golden doodle who is actually in heat. She just started today. <laughs> She's got that cute diaper uh, on. <laughs> yes, it's loads of fun. So I just think that your story is one that, is going to be really exciting for people to hear because it releases so much freedom for people that might mm-hmm. be um, like disappointed with themselves, maybe disappointed in other people. Maybe life is not going the way that they expected it to go at the age that they are or mm-hmm. the season they're in. Mm-hmm. So, I know all those feelings. You know all those feelings. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us do. But yeah. I think your story is so tangible. Um, and I guess the best way to explain it is we all struggle with something mm-hmm. and whether our struggle is internal or it's external and other people see our struggle, we all have something that we're doing or failing at Yeah, and consequences are a real thing, but blessings are too. Yeah. For and sure. your story is just that. Yeah. So 100%. if you had to tell your story, yeah, what would you say? Yeah, like, yeah just spill it. <laughs> okay, so AJ and I, so we dated for three, two years, um, got engaged on our two-year, um, actually it was our two-year anniversary when he proposed. That is so sweet. Yeah, it was really, he's super romantic. Um, anyways, so we got engaged and a couple months later in May, we found out we were pregnant and it was a super, it was very shocking. Um, we, we fooled around a little bit. We always struggled with that throughout our relationship, but mm-hmm. um, 
You never considered it to be like a, oh, we would be the people to get Yes, pregnant. right. Like, never thought that would happen. Yeah. So yeah. I found out I was pregnant and it was like, oh my gosh, my world just ended. <laughs> like I, in high school, um, like never messed up, like not in a bad, I mean, I'm not trying to like. Yeah. No, you, know, you never like struggled yeah, with like, something. People were like, oh wow, she's trouble. Right. Yeah. It was like, I was like the goody two shoes in high school. And mm-hmm. so when I found out I was pregnant, the first thing that I like thought in my flesh was like, oh my gosh, like, what are my people going to think about me? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, my life is destroyed. Like, I have this, like, seemingly perfect reputation. I'm not perfect by any means, and I wasn't perfect in high school, but I had this reputation, and now it's just, like, crumbled up like a piece of paper and, like, wow. thrown out the door, you know? Quick question. Yeah. How did you tell your parents? So, that was the hardest, probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was tell my parents. Um, so, I found out I was pregnant. Me and AJ took a test together. So you had an idea. Um, yes. Okay. I'll back up. <laughs> so in April, we got we were pregnant on May 1st. In April, I was like, I missed my period and was like feeling like some kind of way. Like, yeah. yeah. Feeling not like myself. My boobs were sore. All, you know, all the typical signs of being pregnant. But of course I was like, oh, there's no way I'm not pregnant. <laughs> like, we didn't, no, we no, didn't no, go no, that no, no. far. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I'm not. And I mentioned it to AJ and he was like, there's no way. There's just no way. Um, <laughs> And so um, that went on all of April. I was just denying it hardcore. I knew kind of like in the back of my mind I was, but I just denied it because that's just what you do when mm-hmm. you've done something wrong. You know, you just try to push it away and hopefully it'll go away. Well, yeah. um, being pregnant doesn't just go away. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I took a test with AJ um, in May 1st and I took the test, put it in the bathroom and like ran out and left. Of course. Yeah. I mean, and, um, so AJ was... I told AJ, like, you have to go look at it. I'm not going to go look because I just, I can't, like, yeah. I couldn't, like, tell. I couldn't be like, paralyzed by fear. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I'm so afraid of an outcome. Yeah. I just, I can't. Yeah. He almost had to, like, force me to take the test because I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to live in denial, you know, (laughs) Um, which is not a good thing to do. But, anyways, so after I took it, we went, you know, it takes like what a couple minutes to tell if it's pregnant longest or not. Two minutes yeah, of your life. literally longest. And I just like laid there with my hands over my eyes and was like shaking my head, like this is not happening. And AJ went to the bathroom. Um, I was sitting in a different room, and he went to the bathroom, and um, I just heard a big, and I was like, "Yeah, it says it says we're pregnant." And he wow. came back in and was like, "Wow, here you go, we're pregnant." And I was like, "All right." What do we do now? You know, yeah. like. What's the next step? Um, so I kind of grieved. So I'm kind of going like on a long story to tell you how I got to where I was. No, but I kind of like grieved it, you know, like, which is, I hate to say that because so many women struggle with getting pregnant. But mm-hmm. like the story behind us getting pregnant was not a pure thing. So finding out we were pregnant was like so many people. I knew people were going to tell us that we were wrong. It was a disappointment wrong. rather yeah, than right. a celebration. Right. And so um, anyway, so I kind of like literally just like laid in bed for the next day and cried and then told my sister my, my sister was the first person I told because she was in Tus- we were in Tuscaloosa at the time and she so she came over to AJ's house and I told her and she cried with me and was like okay well yeah number one you have to go see a doctor I didn't know that you had to go see a doctor <laughs> number two you have to tell your parents and I was like well I can't tell mom and dad without you so that day my, me Amanda my sister and AJ all drove to Birmingham together to tell my parents um you pulled up and they're like what is yeah going on? so when we pulled up to the house my both my parents weren't home um wow. but they have 
where we live, there's like a tracking system. So like when you come through the gates, they get a notification that we came through. So they got a notification that all three of us came through and they were like, okay, something's happening. Like, mm-hmm. and they rushed home. So we were, me and Amanda and AJ were sitting in the living room and um, waiting for my parents to come home and they both just kind of busted the door at different times. And my mom was like in tears. She knew something was wrong. And she's, right. she said, okay, well, um, either you and AJ are breaking up or you're pregnant. Which one is it? And I, <laughs> I just sat there and was like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and it was just like silent for the next probably five minutes, just kind of at the same time that this was happening. My older sister had been struggling for a couple of years to get pregnant. So it was kind of like, why does this happen to you and not her right. kind of thing? Wow. So that was the first thing that crossed my parents' mind. And, um, uh, like my parents just like didn't know how to respond. I wouldn't have known how to respond as a parent either. I totally understand where they came where they came from, um, and so they um, it was hard for my parents to process. I'm sure. Um, my dad told me the first thing he told me was that I can't live with him, <laughs> which yes, thank you. Um, and my mom was like, "Well, why didn't you wait?" You yeah. know, and um, that's pretty much the only thing I remember them saying to me. I still can like remember like the tone of their voices and like they they were so disappointed and right. So I think because I knew that I was like, oh crap, you know, like right, this is really happening, you know. And what are people going to think of our family? And right, you know, I've done something so so terribly wrong, you know, like and so. Anyways, telling my parents was probably the hardest part of it. I'm sure. Really. Telling, I think also telling like all, a lot of my friends was really hard. And then once we got past that hump, it was kind of like, okay, this is reality. This is actually happening. Yeah. yeah. But just like letting go of the pride and admitting that I had done something wrong was probably the hardest part of it all. I was about to um, say, but, do you feel like you fell more on the side of pride or more on the side of guilt and shame or both? Probably both. Yeah. Probably more towards guilt and shame. Like I knew I shouldn't have done anything. But then when it came time for me to like tell some of my friends, I was paralyzed and I was like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't even like say the words that I'm pregnant, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends and like told me, like, hey, that could have been me. And so that was really right. reassuring. They made me like, feel like, hey, I haven't done the worst thing in the world, you know? Right. Um, but for some of them, I was, like, terrified to tell them and didn't want to tell them. So, but I battled the guilt and shame for, like, most of my pregnancy, too. Yeah. And, like, I knew that I – I knew the Lord and I knew – um that I was forgiven of it, but I just, like, couldn't forgive myself for a while, and I, like, didn't want to, I was in denial of that, too. Like, I had right portrayed that I had forgiven myself and forgiven AJ and moved on, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think I struggled with it for more than I really realized, um, probably until Grace was born. When I, like, I was about to say, her. what was the point that you were like, no, this is good? Um, yeah, probably when Grace was born. I, I just went into pregnancy with, like, a really bitter, bitter heart, and um, because I was pregnant and there was nothing I could do about it, and my body was changing so much, and I was not happy about gaining weight, and right. I, you know, wasn't yeah. uh, nothing in my head like pregnancy is not it the wasn't most fun, a fun thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, it was not terrible, but it was not fun for me. Um, but I think a lot of it was because. I went into it with the mindset of, oh, this is wrong. And this is a consequence. And and yes. Is, like, yeah. I, my sin is growing inside of me for the world to see, you know? And it wasn't. That was not, I mean, Grace was not a mistake. And I fully believe that she was, the Lord wanted her to be there. But it was like, I can't hide this, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, because I can't hide it, I'm carrying it with me, you know? Right. Um, and if I went to, like, Starbucks or went to the grocery store, it was like, they look at me and they see the girl that got pregnant before she got married, not 
they see a cute little pregnant girl or not they see Danielle they see a girl who got pregnant um so that was hard to like do you feel like you let that define you and you took it on for sure for sure yeah yeah and I like when I was pregnant I wouldn't have admitted that but I did for sure like I mean just because everywhere I looked it was like oh she's looking at me and she knows I'm pregnant and she knows I got pregnant before I got married. No, they don't. No one, yeah. no one from the outside can I was about to say, that. that's, yeah. that's self-talk. Yeah, for sure. Or like um, if I went to a public, I went to church, it was like, oh, I shouldn't be here because I got pregnant before I got married and I messed up. And everybody here knows it, so I can't be worshiping with everybody else here, wow. you know, which is 100% a lie from the enemy. And he's just trying to push me away from of course the plan of God. But I like battled that for sure. Like, I mean church my friends my close high school friends like I was like well they think of me as this terrible sinner now you know which they didn't do you feel like that came from a place of isolation because you maybe were so stuck in guilt and shame that you couldn't I guess invite other people into the process that you were able to convince yourself of these things so easily Mm -hmm. because I feel like in the moments that I feel so alone the moments I get defeated the Mm -hmm. quickest and Mm -hmm. the furthest yeah and it's the moments that I go and I share my struggles with someone else and it takes them saying, hey, that could have been me, mm-hmm. like your friends did. Yeah. Is, yeah are the moments sure. when I feel met and I'm like, okay, we can mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, um, so I, I work on weekends. So during the week, I am here at the apartment all day. And so when I was pregnant, I would just like lay here and think about what, what happened or, and think about the fact that I was pregnant and I hadn't been, or I I'd gotten married at that point, but, um, yeah, so I would just, like, seclude myself and think, like, oh, I'm just in isolation, and this is what I've done, you know, and, um, but I think there's 100% freedom in telling somebody. There's one girl who went through the same thing, almost the exact same thing that I went through, and when I told her, and she was like, me too, oh my gosh, your mom responded that way, mine did too, like, it's okay, she's gonna come around, and those kind of things, yeah, yeah, it was, like, such a relief, and it was, like, I fully believe that the Lord like put her in my life to like let me see more of him and see mm-hmm. his forgiveness and see that it's going to be okay because if I didn't have her like relating to me I would have been like oh I'm alone and I can't do this right you know yeah wow. so wow 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 yeah so you said the part you knew you could forgive yourself and that this was a beautiful thing was when mm-hmm. Grace was born mm-hmm. what was the process like that afterwards learning Balancing the season of becoming a wife, but also motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so becoming a wife was super easy for us. We we talk about that a lot, uh, me and AJ do, because when we got engaged, we like say that we went through such a hard season of like so much opposition from like the world that like once we got married and got through it, being like married was so easy for us because we'd already seen the hardest, like one of the hardest things we could I mean, I know there will be harder things to come, but we'd already seen something so hard that the right. rest of it was easy. Mm-hmm. So that was easy. But then when Grace was born, um, I don't know, just like seeing her and holding her, it was like, okay, this is a blessing from the Lord. And I knew that she would be. I believed it when I was pregnant, but I knew it when I like actually got to be her mom, mm-hmm. you know. And What would you say to someone who's maybe dealing with guilt and shame from something that is obvious, like maybe being pregnant or struggling mm-hmm. with something that other people can see them struggle with mm-hmm. versus someone that might, you know, have like a private struggle? What would you say to someone in general dealing with guilt and shame? I would 
tell them, number one, that you are forgiven and you don't need to hold on to that because um, that was the first thing one of my mentors told me when I told her I was pregnant was to let go of that guilt and like to claim it out loud. Like I am free of guilt and shame and guilt and shame. You have no hold over my life. Right. Like I had to and speak I, it, speak I, to it directly. Speak, yeah. Like speak it out loud, not just say it in my head. And because I, when guilt and shame thoughts start pouring into your head, the more you let them harbor in your heart and in your mind, the harder it's going to get and it's going to keep building up in your heart and like build walls up around your heart. And so prevent that by literally speaking out against it and finding scriptures that you can read out against it when those thoughts start coming. Um, That's what I mean. I still have to do that. You know, you just speak out against the enemy because all of those guilt and shame is not from the Lord at all. And um, so if that's something that you're struggling with, just know that that is not from the Lord and you can speak against it and it will go away. It has to flee in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, Amen. Yeah. There's been moments when I've noticed a lot recently, specifically in marriage, like learning Mm -hmm. how to be a wife, but also be such an individual Mm -hmm. that I agree with things in my mind that I don't even recognize I agree with that are not truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it takes like an a situation, a circumstance, a disappointment, a lack of expectation mm-hmm. to bring me to a place to be like, why am I so upset with myself or disappointed? Mm-hmm. Why am I dealing with this guilt and shame? And it's because I'm agreeing with something that was never meant to be agreed upon. Like, right. I'm not worth it. Right. Or I'm letting people down. Mm-hmm. Or this is going to be the worst. Mm-hmm. This outcome is not something that was for me mm-hmm. when, no, you're not the worst. You are forgiven. You are worthy regardless. Mm-hmm. And this outcome is for you. Yeah. Like yeah. your story has already been written. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, but at the end of it, like my story, if I start telling my story to people, do you ever do this too? Like you tell your story and then while you're telling it in your head, you're like, wait a second, this is me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like, what? Yeah. There's no way. And then, yeah. you know, but you're at a place that's so beautiful now where you mm-hmm. have a beautiful daughter with an amazing story and a husband and a cutest apartment and a dog with a diaper. Like (laughs) it's just fun, you know? And would you ever have signed yourself up for this? Probably not. Yeah. But the fruit that's to come from it is something that has been like the best thing. I mean, I would sure. uh, I mean, AJ say it almost every day. If we could go back and change it, we wouldn't. We love the story that the Lord has like turned our life into, you know, but if it may of 20, what was it? 2017, I would not have said that, but now that I have been through it and I've come out on the other side and come out better and stronger and closer to the Lord, I am just like eternally grateful for my story and I love it. And no, it's not what I would have pictured myself. I never, I mean, I remember in high school thinking like, oh, I'll never be that girl, you know, like I'll never be that girl that does whatever, you know, and here I am, I'm that girl and I love it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm not mad about it. it. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. Romans 8, 28. Yeah. The Lord works all things together for the good yeah. of those who love him and he are does. called according to his purpose. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a purpose. Yeah. And our story makes so much of it. And Pastor Chris always says um, he's going to make a message out of your mess mm-hmm. and a testimony out of your test. Yeah. And that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, he does for sure. I do want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> Being concerned about what people think about you yes. is something that I'm pulling out of your story. Mm-hmm. That is something I to this day struggle with. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh no, I, I did like, this. I wonder what they the think of me. The first thing that came to my mind when I found out I was pregnant is what are people going to think about me? And that's you fear. Know? Yeah. That's fear. It's fear. And it's fear of man people yeah. knowing that you're not perfect. 
because but like you are not per- nobody's perfect and but it's a fear of but it's obvious now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and so when I knew that people could see that I was not perfect I was terrified but now looking back it's a great thing because I can relate to so many more people right. and like somebody who's struggling with it I can say hey I struggle with that too I understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. I'm not perfect and we can talk about it you know like you yeah. don't have to put up these these perfect walls and be the perfect church person you you know you can come and be my friend and be vulnerable and open and like mm. there's so much freedom in living out a life knowing that you're not perfect but Jesus is and so and that's you enough. don't have to be yeah 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 so I think that that was a lot of my story is in high school specifically like in the first few years of high school, let's clarify. <laughs> oh, um, I felt very like, yeah, I hadn't messed up. I was yeah. confused. And I was like, Lord, I want a story. Yeah. What the heck? I, like, I want a testimony. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Or people would share their stories at camp. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like divorce or rape or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to have to go through something like that. But yeah, I sure I do story. want a story. Yeah, yeah. I and dang, he too. gave me yeah. one, and you yeah, too. You know, what you ask for. <laughs> he will give you what yeah. you ask him for. Yeah. But it's it's an it's a really neat place of what I sign up for my story, what I volunteer for, what I've been through. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Would I do it over again, knowing that I could become who I am today or who I'm going to be tomorrow? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. For so sure. for the girl that might be struggling with perfectionism and that's her thing, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of girls like that, yeah. um, what would you say to that girl besides like just give it up and the Lord is enough? I feel like there are girls out there who don't realize they're struggling with perfectionism and perfectionism can look like a lot of different ways. When I yeah. think of, oh, well, I'm struggling with perfectionism, I think of somebody who wants like their life to look perfect, like their apartment being perfectly straight or that kind of thing, but also... Um, perfectionism. I didn't realize I struggled with perfectionism until I found out I got pregnant because I wanted people to think that I was perfect, but I didn't realize that I did. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. And so um, when that came out that I wasn't perfect, it was like, holy crap. Like, what, you know, like, why are you not perfect? You know, like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be, so why are you not? You're a Christian. You're supposed to be perfect. And you're not. And um, it was kind of like, I I realized now that it was the Lord's way of speaking through me, like, hey, you don't have to be perfect, but I'm perfect, and I'll hold up a a victory over all of your sins and all of your imperfect ways, you know? Um, So to the the girl who is struggling with perfectionism, whether you realize it or not, um, I would say let your faith in the Lord grow stronger, knowing that he... um, he has a plan, and it sounds so cheesy. He has a plan for your life, but that plan that is happening on the daily that you don't even realize, maybe you're just doing the same thing over and over again, and you want your life to be perfect in a different way. Um, what he's doing in your life on the daily is beautiful, and mm-hmm. you don't have to be what, all these specific things that you think that you have to be. He's already showing up. He, yeah, and he, he is those things, so let's walk in who he is. You know, and once you start walking in who he is, the desire to be perfect all goes away because you have somebody who already is perfect and you can just rest in that and let right. him shine through you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what scripture yeah. says. And you don't go to a doctor if you're healthy. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. So if like the Lord is our healer, 
then what's the point of going to him if we're mm-hmm. not going to be real with our weaknesses mm-hmm. and our illness and the things that we need him to fix, yeah. the brokenness? Yeah. You're wasting your money. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. And like, you need to get all that you can get out of this relationship with the Lord because yeah. he is immeasurably more than you could ever ask or think. Yeah. And you're missing out yeah. if you're not getting real with yourself or with him or with yeah. other people. Yeah, or if you think that your life is perfect already, like it shouldn't stop there. Your walk with the Lord shouldn't stop where you think mm-hmm. you think you're doing great and you're thriving or whatever. You know, like there there's deeper places that you can go to. So don't let your desire to be perfect stop you from going deeper with the right. Lord. Because I yes. feel like if you have that mindset of oh, everything's great, you know, you're not gonna go. That's so me. You know? I will say there's been moments in life when I'm like, wait, Thomas, we've got this figured out. Let's not mess anything up. Uh You know? It's like, okay, we finally feel like the waves have stopped. Yeah. Like we're in a tide pool. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, don't change yeah. anything. Like, this like, is great. Yeah, this is we're great. Cruise. You yeah. Know, cruise control. Yes, you're on cruise <laughs> control. There, I mean, there's no growth being on cruise control. And, you know, if you're already walking with the Lord and you, I feel like you're doing good, like, let's see how much deeper we can go. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's good. There's new ways that He wants to speak to you. I'm, this is something I'm learning right now um, that I've been learning through 21 Days of Prayer that, that the Lord wants to speak to you in new ways. And, um, you know, one thing, this is way off topic. No, but this nothing's off topic. Okay. One thing when I found, when I, since I've had grace, I have really struggled with having quiet times and what they look like. And, um, you know, when I, before I was, before I had grace, I could sleep in really late and do my quiet time in my bed, with my coffee and, mm-hmm. you know, and then for a little bit after I had her, it was, um, me trying to like get a few like a few minutes in here and there, which is great. That's beautiful and perfect. But after twenty minutes of prayer, the Lord was like, "Hey, I'm, I am teaching a new discipline to you right, right. now, and that is you're going to have to get up and spend time with me. Like you have to put in effort to spend time with me, and it's not going to be just in passing." And that was a personal conviction for me. But um, because when, I mean, I have a wild one year old, so me, I, I <laughs> was like, "Oh, my quiet time is in the car when I'm driving Grace to wherever." But like. Right. He he wants more than that, and he wants to go deeper with you, and that requires putting in effort and, like, right. being able to, like, get up and do it, you know, and mm-hmm. before she wakes up, because when she wakes up, my focus is no longer on the Lord. I mean, it, it is. I, I Obviously, I need help from the Lord to be a mom to her right now, but right. my concerns are, is she eating enough? Is she drinking enough? Is she pooped? Is she, you know, all the, yeah. all the little mom things that you don't think about, you know? Seeing the Lord in new ways. Yeah. That's something we all need to hear. Yeah. Because you do grow complacent. Yeah. I mean, I definitely did. I want to ask like a a deep question. Go for it. That might be hard for you to answer and to be honest, hard for some of our listeners to hear because I know yeah. that there's other people dealing with it. Yeah. But let's talk about complacent sexual sin. Yeah. For sure. Where, like you grow let's in a place <laughs> that you're like, let's go for it. Yeah. You grow in a place, in an unhealthy place of thinking we're not going to get caught. Mm-hmm. No one would know. Yeah. It's not um, that bad. It's not that bad. What would you say to yourself? Yeah, I have been there. Oh, oh, we, I mean, we did it for two years. And I remember going to AJ's house thinking like, oh, it'll be fine if we just sleep together once. Yeah, if I spend the night here, it's fine. It's totally fine. No one will know. And we're not going to do anything bad. No one will know, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is just going into a situation off guard. Yeah. Without your battlefield get up ready yeah. on yeah you know? I think when I when I was there 
I didn't want to admit that it was wrong. I knew it was wrong, but I didn't want to like admit to myself that it was wrong. I didn't want to have a conversation, a hard conversation with AJ about it. That was one thing that I, um, I struggled with because we were like we were messing up and fooling around. We shouldn't have been snuggling in the bed in his bedroom with the door closed, you know. And did you feel like you didn't want to bring it up because fear he would leave you? Like, what was the root of why I didn't want to bring it up? Pride, maybe. Pride. I, I would say pride because I didn't want to admit that we were doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I could go back, I would – I mean, now that – okay, if I could go back, I would tell myself to have those hard conversations, even if you don't want to, force yourself to do it. And Because um, it's easy. The more that you do it, the more you're going to go complacent and the more you're going to think that it's okay. And then you start getting into doing more and more and things. And it's a routine. And, and then you get pregnant. Habit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you get pregnant. <laughs> Not necessarily, but it does. It becomes a habit, and that's just what y'all do. And then something happens in your mind where you start to think that it's not wrong anymore, you know? Right. You know what I'm talking about? And so um, going back, I would – now that I've seen the freedom and talking about something that you're struggling with Mm -hmm. to the right people um, and being open about your sins, there's so much freedom, and the Lord can't heal you unless you're open about it. You know, like if if you don't have a heart that is saying like – Lord, I need help, or Lord, I want to change, or whatever, it's not going to happen. And so I would, you know, pray about it, and hopefully hopefully it will get better. But, like, if you're not going to be bold and speak about it to someone else, Mm -hmm. like, the Lord said, the the Bible says, like, if you confess your sins to one another, then you'll be healed, you know, and that is so true. And so I think if I could go back and tell myself, hey, like, it's going to be okay when you – tell so-and-so that you're doing this and you talk to AJ about it, it's going right. to be okay. And it's 10 be seconds of courage. So much better. Yes. Yeah, like it takes 10 seconds. You will be living in so much freedom. You won't be walking around like sneaking. wondering who knows and feeling like you're sneaking around from your roommates or whatever, you know? Right. Um, Cause so that I, is bondage. Yeah, it is. Whether you know it or not. And then it just, it adds up and adds up. And then if you carry it into your marriage, it can be like destructive, you know? Totally. I get so, it. So it's really neat to think, back this is one of my favorite stories um but jesus first miracle on earth Mm -hmm. was at a wedding Mm -hmm. and they ran out of wine Mm -hmm. and he gave a bucket to a woman and said this is very very synopsis version (laughs) he gave a bucket to a woman and said go fill this up with water to the brim and bring it back and she did and he um got the bucket of water and he filled it to the brim with wine Mm-hmm. And he gave it back to her. Mm-hmm. And I think to the brim is the coolest or the coolest little phrase of words in that whole section because it shows that he's going to do something and he's going to make more beautiful with what you give him. Yeah. And yeah, if this so woman good. had only filled it up to halfway, you know, because yeah. she didn't want to carry it or it was a burden or she yeah. didn't really believe he could turn it all into wine, mm-hmm. he would have only returned it back to her yeah. halfway with wine. Yeah. It's like, what so are you good. turning over to the Lord and what are you giving him the opportunity to work with? Yeah. Or are you giving him the opportunity to work at all? Yeah. And yeah, yeah I think that's good. Sexual sin is so easy to fall into, especially mm-hmm. for us women, because there is the affirmation that we want from men, whether yeah. it's he wants me, he wants, he my wants body. me, he wants my body, yeah. he sees me as worth it. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. Where could people go? Obvious answer. <laughs> More rhetorical, but I want to talk through it. Where could people go if they feel like they need that affirmation and they're maybe getting it from their boyfriend, but mm-hmm. really it's still not satisfying? Mm-hmm. Like, where would you have gone? Let's say, hypothetically, mm-hmm. you had gone to someone about this, about you and AJ, and missing the mark. Mm-hmm. 
what would have been your next step after coming clean? Um, okay, I'm going to go two different ways with this. Good. Um, because, okay, so my next step after talking to somebody would be is um, to, number one, have them be an accountability partner, which I, okay, I'm going to go back to that. Right. Remind me. Okay. <laughs> um, so I have the, I'd get an accountability partner, but the next would be just to like dive in with the Lord. And then once you've brought it before the Lord, go talk to your boyfriend. I would go, I, I wish I would have like talked to AJ about it more because mm-hmm. that was one thing I didn't do because that's just my personality. Um, and that's come out in our marriage. Like when I, when we fight, like I hold it in and I just won't talk about it. Like it's something bothering me. Oh, I'm so the opposite, really, <laughs> to a flaw. So that's that's why I didn't want to talk about what we were doing because I just didn't want to bring it up, you know. Right, I just yeah. hoped that it would go away, kind of like I did when I was pregnant. Are you a nine on the Enneagram? Okay, um, I think I am now. I totally think you I are. I used to be. You're the peacekeeper. Yeah, you're yeah, like don't anyone mess with me um, or my people I because I don't want a conflict. Yeah, a lot of my college friends like swear that I'm a two, and I hate saying that I'm a two because. Like, like most people like want to be a two, you know, like uh-huh. they want to be a helper or whatever. But so I think I'm like a two slash nine, if that's possible. If that's <laughs> possible. But I'm like, I think I'm a nine though. I need to retake it. I've changed a lot since I've had a grace. I'm sure. So I think I, I think I'm a nine now. I could see Anyways, it. But yes. But so, yeah, so go deeper with the Lord. Yeah. So go deeper with the Lord. If you don't bring it before the Lord, then like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> um, but then I would say the next thing that you need to do is like really have those hard conversations with whoever you're dating and if he loves you and loves the Lord then he's gonna be like thank you for bringing this up I didn't want to bring it up because um I felt like it was his responsibility to and so I didn't want to deny him the responsibility to lead but if he's not leading I love you AJ don't think I'm talking (laughs) but like if he is not gonna be the one to bring it up then you need to be the one to bring it up and then he it might be like a good eye-opener for him and that can help him lead better in the future you know but if you don't voice it then it's not gonna get better um so I didn't want to voice it because I was like well Right. That's not my job as a as a female. Like I'm supposed to let him Be do all of that. Yeah. Right. Um, but if it's in a direction that's unhealthy and it's hurting your relationship with the Lord and it's hurting like your witness and it's just hurting you in general. I mean, there's so many things that can that hurt you when you are like fooling around sexually. Um, if it's hurting you, then you need to vocalize it. And that's something that I didn't do, and I didn't realize like. And not giving I him an opportunity it. to lead is yeah. a lie because he gets to lead in the follow-up mm-hmm. yeah. after you bring it up. Right, yeah. And he can't read your mind. Yeah. Because he might be struggling with it too, thinking you don't mind. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. until you voice like, I just am not feeling good about this. Mm-hmm. This is not what we, what we should be agreed doing. on. Yeah. This is not what we should be doing with our yeah. time. Yeah. And then it's up to him to be a leader in the follow-through. Mm-hmm. And that's where he can succeed. Yeah. So yeah, if there's a girl sure. there thinking the same and that's when you know he's husband material. Yeah, but I, I know, and I know that conversation is such a hard thing to have. But there, I think I believe there is a time and a place that you can step up and vocalize it because once you vocal, I mean, I think that is making him stronger to vocalize it and show him how he can lead you better. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that me and AJ talk about like weekly. Is he always asks me, "Hey, how can I lead you better? Like, what can I do better?" You know, and we learned that from this because I didn't help him out there in the area and didn't tell him how he can leave me better and what was hurting me because he maybe he didn't know or right. you know yeah. so yeah don't be afraid don't don't not vocalize it because you think that it's his role to do so wow especially if it's hurting you and then find accountability partner yeah 
Yes, which, okay, I could go on about this for a while. This is I was going to come back to you. <laughs> um, I did, when we first started struggling, I told one of the girls who I thought was one of my best friends, and she responded not good. Poorly, yeah. And was like, well, you shouldn't be doing that. Y'all need to break up. And I was like, well, I love him. I'm not going to break up with him because we're, you know, and like just like kind of made me feel worse about it mm-hmm. and so after Did that happened further into secrecy because yes, you were ashamed. yes yeah. because I was like well I'm, I can't tell her about it anymore because we're still struggling and she thinks it's horrible I mean yes it, I mean it is but she was like you're a sinner you know I mean she didn't say that but it was that's more what, condemnation like, I, than conviction exactly exactly yeah. and then so she would text me and, and ask me how we were doing and I would lie to her because I'm not telling you her that initial again. response was <laughs> yeah. so yeah exactly yeah. so then I didn't want to tell anybody else because I was like if she responded this way and she loves the Lord, like, well, how is someone else going to respond? You know, they're going to respond the same way, and they're right. going to think that I'm this terrible sinner who can't get my life together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and that's when I think that's when, like, the pride started building up because I didn't want people to see me as doing this, right. you know? But, yeah. like, oh, I just wish I could, I wish I could, like, sit down and, like, tell you whoever is needing to hear this, like, there's so much freedom in – so there's so much freedom in talking about what you're struggling with. There's so, so much. much freedom in it. And like now that it's out in the open and I'm like, yeah, I did it. We we had sex before we got married, you know, like, oh my gosh. It's like so great to be able to say that and be like, you know what? I did, but like I'm fully healed, restored and redeemed from yeah. that, you know, and praise yeah. God we're married. So we don't struggle with that anymore. But like if you're struggling with it, you can start new today. But in order to do that, you have to bring it before the Lord, and you have to talk about it with your significant other. Totally. That's just how I feel. And you're almost robbing the Lord from his glory Yeah. if you're not honest with yeah. what you're struggling like, with because you're not showing other people, look what he can do with yeah. my mess. Yeah. He, like, yes, I am a sinner and I'm struggling, but, like, this is literally why Jesus came to the earth to save me from my sins. And, like, you're not letting him do that if you're just harboring it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. So when we – um. We found out we were pregnant, moved out. Our original wedding date was um, December 9th, and Grace was born December 8th, which is like, yike, comical. <laughs> you yes. would not have gone down that. It was actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was um, snowing. Like, it was a day of, like, the snow blizzard. So, like, we would have had a wedding in the snow, which would have been awesome. I would have loved that. But, like, it's just kind of, like, it's comical to me to see, like, how the Lord, like. His provision yes. and all of it. Yeah, and that cool video. So, we moved our wedding up. Um, six months because we needed to be married before we had a baby. You know, that's just the right thing to do. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyways, I was just according to that what? rule book. Yeah, goes by. Yes. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so that's what we did. We moved our wedding up, and um, that means we had to move like our premarital up and like speed everything along really fast. And one of the things when we met with our pastor who married us, like the first when we told him he was so forgiving and so understanding him and his wife were in the room together with us and he like the way we told him they were so excited for us and it was like thank you you know and then he was like hey like y'all are forgiven but like now you're forgiven and this is out in the open like don't go back to it like and so that was one thing I held on to Mm -hmm. all the rest of our um engagement season which wasn't very long after that was like okay now we're we've forgiven and moved on but we can't go back we can't just keep having sex because we're pregnant and we're getting married so who cares you know like right. it, matters. it matters so 
um, that was one thing that I held on to. I, I held on to the fact that he was so forgiving. And I was like, okay, thank you for showing me that right. glimpse of Jesus, like showing me how forgiving he is, but also like reminding me that like, we can't go back into that sin. So mm-hmm. I like, don't fall, like it's going to be even harder. Like he, he, told, he said like, now that all these things have happened and you're pregnant, it's going to be so much harder to abstain from sex. But if you do, your marriage will be blessed. And so we were like, okay, we're taking that and clinging to it, you know? Um, So that was like something that was really good for me to hear. Just because you've messed up does not give you the permission to continue. To keep messing up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like once, especially with this kind of quote unquote mess up, like once you do it once, it's easier to just kind of keep going back to it because you're like, oh, well, I've already done it. So it's not bad anymore. Mm -hmm. But like, the next step is bad, but what we're do what we've already done is not bad. Does that make wow. sense? Like we've already covered this territory. Yeah, we're so not like going to go any further. Here, but yeah, we'll stay here. Yeah, but the thing is, like, that's complacency. Yeah, and you're not going to stay there, Mm-mm. you know, because you're going to get tired of that and want to know what else is what else you can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's true. So, what would you say to? Well, I just feel like there's people listening that maybe haven't quote unquote messed up. I even hate using that term, but like maybe haven't gone to that place but they have friends mm-hmm. that have mm-hmm. and maybe they know their friends are in that place but they haven't their friends haven't confessed oh, to them yeah mm-hmm. how would you have wanted a friend to love you and then second follow-up question to react when they do come Ooh, that's a good question that's good because I wouldn't have wanted someone to be like hey I know what you're doing I actually had somebody when I ended up telling all my friends that I was pregnant I had someone like say like hey I like, I hadn't told her yet, and she called me because, some, you know, rumors, and she said, hey, I know that you've been doing this. And I was like, why would you say that to me? <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, that just makes me feel worse about what happened. Yeah. So I was like, don't, like, tell them, like, hey, I know, you know, but mm-hmm. I think the best thing that you can do for them is to keep encouraging them and, like, what you speak into them is what will happen. So speak into them, hey, like, I love y'all's relationship. I think it's great and pure and like I look up to y'all and speak into them because I feel like the more you speak life into somebody it will personally it'll show the light Mm -hmm. on what doesn't belong there yeah but until the light's invited in everything else is in darkness because you don't want to it's that's a hard line because you don't want to like make them feel like you're judging them because that's really easy like if if you're gonna be like hey I know that y'all are messing around and I want to help you like they're Good. They're not gonna. They're gonna like. Okay. Well, you're judging me. I'm not gonna tell you. Not forgiven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the best thing you can do is constantly tell them how much you love them and, um, just push them closer to the Lord. You know, if Mm -hmm. if you know that they're they're struggling with something, and pray about them. I mean, like, I don't know why. I'm just the power. The power of prayer is incredible. And the more you pray about their hearts and for them, like. God hears that and he's going to, he'll do his job. Mm -hmm. It's not your job to convict them, it's his job. So pray about them, pray about the relationship and let God do what only he can do and should do. Oh, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then whenever they finally come clean or they do come to them, like what what is it? I'm going to hug them. Okay. And tell them that it's okay. Right. Yeah. It's okay. And they are forgiven and loved. And I really think a lot of it is, your body language and the way you respond more than what you say, you know? That's good. Because you can say, hey, you're forgiven, but the way you say it, they can know that you're judging them. And you're, I mean, you may mm-hmm. not be judging them, but they might feel judged, you know? So I feel like they're in a sensitive place. Yeah. Already. Be positive and love them and hug them and tell them that, hey, I'm 
I'm proud of you for telling me about this and thank you for telling me about this and I'm going to pray about it for you and you're going to get through it, you know? Amazing. Yeah. I feel like we've covered some really cool stuff. Yeah, I think this is going good. This is going well. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. Um, okay, completely switching gears. Okay. I want to hear some fun things that you're loving. Fun we need some, I'm like, loving. comic relief. Yes. <laughs> like, what are the things you're loving? Oh, you're let me reading? just tell you a funny story right now real quick and then for comic relief. So, okay, my child, Grace, her name is Grace. We named her Grace. Grace is 13 months old, so she just turned one. She's walking. She's sassy. She has her dad's personality. She's very I smart. love it. It's know. funny. Yes. So she is hating having her diaper changed right now. <laughs> so the other day... I like kind of, she like, if I hold, when I change her diaper, I have to hold her down, which sounds so mean. I have to hold her down and like right. make her change her diaper and of she'll course. scream and kick and she hates it. So um, the other day I was like, okay, I'm just tired of fighting with you on this, like whatever. And so I, she was screaming, I took her diaper off, wiped her up and she just got up and like walked away. And I was like, whatever, just don't wear a diaper for a little bit. It'll be fine. And um, oh gosh. I look up and she is strutting across the living room, pooping, like in a straight line, there are little turds, like, <laughs> inches apart, and she is laughing, like, ah, like, literally walking in a straight line. Defiant. Yes. Oh. That's my child, Grace. Damn. And then, to make it even better, my dog thinks she loves poop. Oh, like, no. Like, he's pooping, he had poop, and went behind her and started eating it all. No, that is so And I'm just, funny. like, sitting here, like, oh, my God, like, screaming like, and this is wife. Yeah, it was great. So oh my we got the gosh. poop. Lily didn't need all the poop, so she's fine. Her tummy is fine, and Grace thought it was hilarious. Yeah, of course she did. Yeah. Anyways, oh, <laughs> that's a funny story for you. Uh-uh. Um, yeah. So life's not all just like butterflies and cute babies. Yeah, having a baby is so messy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What are you reading? What are you listening to? Um, currently reading Everybody Always. Bob, Bob Goff. So good. Yeah. So good. It's so simple. And I like really appreciate that because uh, you know, I have a, a one year old and so her life is pretty simple, but like literally mm. it like just talks about different ways to love everybody always. And it has been good. It's been good for me to read after going what I went through and like the shame and finding out I was pregnant and having people like tell me that we were wrong and like knowing people are thinking that we we're wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff because I understand deeper about how to love people. So I think oh, it's a book everybody should read. It's super simple and it's hilarious. Bob Goff like tells stories and relates <laughs> it to like ways that you can love people basically. Yeah, and it's so good. You should all read it. Amazing. Yeah, love um, it right now. Are you like using anything or listening to anything fun? Um, not really. Any I mean, well, new honestly, favorite makeup products. <laughs> oh yes, honestly, I listen to baby music all day long. So like. <laughs> Little baby buns. That's what I listen to. But um, makeup. Baby shark. I about makeup. Baby shark. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I just found a new foundation, and I'm really excited to try it. I just bought the Giorgio Armani um, Bougie um, foundation. Hey. <laughs> so I'll let you know how it works. Amazing. Coming Literally. straight from a makeup artist. Yeah. Everybody take note. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. This has been so good. Yeah. I feel like all of everything that we've covered is something that is going to touch anyone listening, regardless so. of season of life yeah. or where they find themselves in the equation. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just grateful you can for love people through what they're going through or mm-hmm. you know if you're going through it like I hope that it touches you and helps you know that number 1 it's okay that you're struggling and number 2 like let's do something about it. You know, you don't have yeah. to just sit in it. Right. So, let's get up and go. Yeah. 
Amazing. For sure. You're awesome. So are you. Thanks for being so vulnerable. Yeah, anytime. (laughs) I feel like we all need to take a deep breath and remember all of the things that God has done for us in the midst of our struggle with sin. If you found yourself convicted after this episode, I want you to know that you're loved and already forgiven without even having to ask for forgiveness. But forgiveness, forgiving yourself, and forgiving others is your next step. Whatever you're walking through today and what your struggles are, I want you to know that as a listener, you are covered by Mary Scott and I in prayer. We hope this episode meets you exactly where you are. You have the fire under your tush to go after what the Lord has for you. Maybe that's becoming honest with yourself for the first time. Maybe that's having a hard conversation with somebody else. Or maybe that's swallowing your pride and loving your friend well through her hurt and pain. Whatever it is, I want you to know we get it and we are there with you, fighting alongside. This episode today reminded me of a song by one of my favorite musicians. Her name is Ellie Holcomb and the song is called You Are Loved. It's all about how we're loved despite our mistakes, despite our accomplishments, despite who we are, what we do, who we spend our time with, and how we use that time. You are loved is the foundation of the gospel. Of course, you can find everything we talked about today in our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. If you have any questions for Danielle or I, please reach out to us over social media. We would love to chat. You can find our information about the show, Danielle, myself, or Mary Scott on our show notes as well. If you enjoyed today's episode and you are loving the podcast, we would be so honored if you went over to iTunes and left us a review. Maybe you found us through a review. Regardless of how you got here, we are so grateful for you as a listener and cannot explain to you how much your kind words as a review or you sharing our podcast on social media means the world to us. We pray to reach more women wherever they are in whatever circumstance they find themselves in to be able to love them well through their earphones, their car speakers, kitchen speakers, however you're listening to us today. We cannot wait for next week. Mary Scott and I have some fun things up our sleeve that I think you're going to love. We have a treat and we have some fun guests coming on the show that you probably would recognize. Their names are Daniel and Thomas. That's right. Daniel and Thomas are joining Mary Scott and I on two different episodes next week. So you're definitely going to want to tune in. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's a good way to stay in the loop. As always, have the best week, friends, and we'll see you next time.